Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And that's right. We have finally made the full switch from Feudal Anime Podcast to Featured Anime Podcast. And what better way to start it off with the new name than with the fabled Rick favorite no game no life the single best anime you could find ever an exaggeration yes that is a pretty big exaggeration um i i'm going to say uh first and foremost sir you uh should definitely uh check your references on what etchy is because this anime was very much etchy this is very uh, much etchy it was mild at best Fan service. Let's just call it what it was. It was fan service. That's what Etchy is. Etchy is a bunch of fan service. But this wasn't even a bunch of fan service. This was like maybe an episode or two. You had your lollies. You had your other girls. They were all big breasted women. You had your animal girls. You had women taking baths with like some light fog for the for the uh, censorship, but still you could still see what's going on there. And yeah, they didn't go into the detail, but they were still nude. It was, it was very etchy. It was like borderline, borderline mature rating. Okay. You're, you're approaching it with a adult with an adult perspective. Get a, get a look at it with childlike wonder. Childlike wonder is the key. Like my childlike wonder would have been, uh, with my right hand in a very dark room, staring at it, going, "Oh yeah." <laughs> well, see that that's that's the difference. My childlike wonder puts me in a position where I'm like, "This is an awesome story." Your Colors childlike wonder vibrant is full of has nothing baloney. To do with my hand. Look, has nothing to do with my hands. Look, sir, you and I both know what you saw. You and I both know what this really was. And yeah, it was, yeah. it was amazing. It was wonderful. It was the story, a very, very edgy anime. Colors. Amazing. I mean, you, you, you take what, what you will. All right. I saw it as a fantasy genre. Yeah, it a beautiful was that. version of an, a beautiful version of escapism right then and there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's beautiful. And it was, I highly uh, recommend it. And it was very, very uh, harem oriented too. I mean, like this is that's one category this didn't count on. I mean, and you, you know, know, if I may, if I may, yeah. the dude has you some serious try. big brother complex. Right? I mean, like there's some incestuous. I mean, like granted, they're not really brother and sister. She's adopted, but she is very, <laughs> very underage at 11 years old. You don't know that. In the game world, she's probably like 20. No, they even said she was 11 years old. Oh, God. So, see, so they, they actually make reference. I, I do remember. They, they make a reference to her age in the sense of she's like, I'm not old enough yet, which is perfectly fine and legal and correct. I might no, add. She said 
that she was 11 years old. He even <laughs> said she was 11 years old and he is 18. Yep. And now if you'll notice, he never makes an advance towards her. Uh-huh. No, they're just very caught in various situations that were uh, questionable at most. I mean, like everyone looks at the relationship and they're like, what the heck is going on? So before we delve, delve too them. much into this, before we delve too much into this, let's uh, let's uh, discuss a little bit about what this is about to kind of catch everyone up on Shiro and Sora, the incestuous siblings oh, that geez, they yeah, are. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Prejudicial. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. it is what I'm it is, some, sir. It I'm is what it is. Spin zone. There is no incestuous anything going on. They don't even kiss the entire time. No, she just sits on her by. lap, and at one point, she loses her underwear. All right, yeah, no, there's nothing going on there. He's just like really happy about the whole situation and doesn't like anyone else holding her or touching her or anything else. No, you know, there's nothing going it's on. It's being protected. Yeah, if okay. you and your sister. We're going to go into the alternate world. You know what? I wouldn't, wouldn't have this issue. Her? She could go off and do whatever the heck she wants, all right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. She's on her own. I love my sister, but, you know, she's on her own. Just speaks to, <laughs> to the realization of uh, the kind of thoughts and feelings you have for years. I'm just saying. You know, well, I'm, just, I'm very protective of my siblings. I, Look, I just, just saying. What you do I, with your sibling is beyond or, me, being, all right? You could do whatever I you can want. relate to this on a, on a superficial level. Being the oldest sibling, it is my responsibility to protect my siblings as it were. If I was thrown in this particular situation, certain things definitely would not be happening. I, I will concede that fact. However, uh-huh. my first and foremost would be protecting and providing for my younger siblings, regardless of how competent or lack thereof incompetent they might be. However you want to sugarcoat it there, sugar lips. All right. However you want to sugarcoat it. Uh, so sugar lips. Oh, God. no game, no life. It takes place in an alternate reality, and Shiro and Sora both are magnificent, amazing, good. yeah, mythically Godly. good game players. And so they get an invite from an unknown entity to play a game, a chess game. And so the both of them narrowly win this chess game, which prompts them to be summoned to this new world where everything conflicts fights uh gambling everything everything's solved through games i'd like to interject with just a minor minor amount of backstory that you skipped over um their whole persona is they are the game play game gamer known as blank they believe that nobody should ever be able to beat blank and they work really hard to do that and when this random person comes in and says, hey, I'd like to do a match with you, you find out the genius, literal genius of the little girl because she's able to see every move, potentially or otherwise, moving forward in the game for, I think, up to 1,100,000 combinations or some crazy number. Not only that, they're also, he, uh, Shiro compensates for... Uh or not Shiro, sorry. Sora compensates for Shiro. Shiro's the girl. Uh, Sora, the brother, compensates for her lacking. Shortcomings. So together they do make the perfect player. Exactly. Um, 
So with them being so great together at all times, and when they start playing this person, uh, they're able to narrowly win which prompts them to be summoned to this world. Now, in this world, everything's based on game, and they both have an insane amount of intelligence, and they think of everything as a game. Even before it even becomes a game, they always say the game has already begun. Yep, and there are certain rules that are unable to be broken. I I forget what they are, but in layman's terms, it's play with equal odds, or what you agree to be equal, or not odds, equal uh, pots, essentially. So if I say, hey, I have one golden coin, and you say, well, I have $6, and you and I both see them as equal, then that's considered a valid wager. Or let's say you're like, hey, I'll work for you for a year if I lose, but if I win, you have to give me you know, uh, your house. If I see that as an equal trade or an equal uh, offer, if you will, that's considered to be a valid wager. Um, you are allowed to cheat, but you're not allowed to get caught cheating. See, and they never outright say you're allowed to cheat. They just say you do not get caught cheating. Otherwise, it's an automatic loss. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's wordplay and it's it's mental at times. Yes. But it's really awesome. It and is. you can challenge anybody at any time. Yeah, it doesn't matter your rank or status. You can challenge anyone, and the challenged get to choose the game. They get to choose the rules of the game, and they get to choose the time at which that that game starts. So you can go up and challenge, and they can make you wait a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then come back and say, all right, here's the game we're going to play. Here are the rules of the game, and and this is what I get if I win. Yeah, it's, it's, it's set up to where the extraordinarily wealthy don't really have to do anything because the people who want your stuff have to come challenge you. And then you get to say, well, we're going to play my very best game. Give me my best chance of winning to give me the best odds. And it's just awesome. And typically if you have a set of cards in front of you, you're going to assume card games and stuff like that. And you both have to agree to play the game prior to playing. And I believe you start with, the phrase Ashante, I think it is, or something like that. The game basically means, and by the pledges we agree or, or something like that is basically what it ends up being. Um, now the whole premise behind it is he's, they're unbeatable. Shiro and Sora are completely unbeatable. Oh, Oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I do mean to interrupt. There's no violence in this world. You're not allowed to attack somebody with violence. Yeah, violence is, has to. Everything violent wise, otherwise, has to be resolved with games. And they they emphasize this when when they're transported into this new world. Um, bandits attack them essentially, but they have to be like, "Hey, we'll give you your life if you." You know, right. stuff like that. So the 10 oaths are all murder, war, and robbery is forbidden in this world. All conflict in this world will be resolved through games. In games, each pay- player will be will bet something that they agree is of equal value. As long as it doesn't violate 
uh, the pledge three, anything may be bet and any game may be played. Number five is the challenged party has the right to decide the rules of the game. Six, any bets made in accordance with the pledges must be upheld. Seven, conflicts between groups will be conducted by designated representatives with absolute authority. Number eight is being caught cheating during a game is grounds for an immediate loss. Nine, the game in the name of God, the previous rules may never be changed. And 10, let's all have fun and play together. Those are the 10 oaths and you have to follow those to the T. And what's what they really realize or what he brings out towards towards the end of the series is no one's really thought about the 10th pledge. They just thought it was something very small, very natural. And the God of this world, Tet, has that rule in there for a very specific reason. It's because the 16 races were originally all at war. Tet's the only one that never went to war. He never chose a side, which enabled him to, once everybody else self-destructed, to be the final god. And even though he has not chosen a side, he was declared the victor because nobody else could technically assume the mantle. And the second he chooses a side, the war is back on. And all of his rules are kind of defunct. If you believe the interaction that Tet had with Tet had Tet had with the other elder gods, if you will. Um, now each race has what they consider to be a race piece. And funnily enough, they're all different chess pieces. Now 16 the races, race, 16 pieces. Every race has a different piece, so each piece is unique. Sora finds out that, and he works out that if you are able to conquer all the race pieces, you win the right to challenge God. Because if God is willing to take you on in a game, you stand the chance to be the new God. Right. And not conquer as in wipe them out, but conquer in the sense that assimilate them into your country, make them a part of your people. And that's the key that that's really played at the end. That's really driven home is that let's all get together and play, you know, let's all play together. Isn't let me take out all these races and take their pieces that basically annihilates them. It's like, no, make them a part of your country. And as a group together play against Tet and whoever the King is becomes God so to speak. Now, Tet... Whoever the king is of all the of all the groups is able to be the one to challenge. Right. Now, it's kind of funny because this all starts with a chess game that Tet loses. And it's remarked that Tet is kind of a sore loser. He's never lost a game before. And the fact that he did lose makes him want to play again. And I believe it was Sora who said that the worst thing a winner can do is walk away after he's won and they've only played one game. A true gamer recognizes the fact that you always want to play again, which is why they were invited to Tet's world to win the honor of playing again, given the opportunity to reclaim his loss, essentially. Yeah, he 
he does respect the fact that Tet wants to challenge him again. Because Tet, like Shiro and Sora, Shiro and Sora have never lost. The only time they actually ever lost is when they're playing against each other. And it's either uh, one wins, the other wins, or it's a draw. And and you can, during uh, one of the scenes when they're challenging each other to become king for the <laughs> humans, they reference, it's like, what, 11,780 wins, 11,780 losses, and 11,780 draws. Yeah, something like that. Basically, if you win, you have to play again. If you win twice, the game is over. You, there's, there's a victor. The problem is, they, let's say Sora wins, and then I forget her name. Sora and Shiro. Shiro, sorry. So Sora wins, and then Shiro wins, and then Shiro wins, and then Sora wins. They're never technically two wins in a head. And it's crazy because even games of chance come out that way. And it's, it's, it's perfect almost. I love their solution that, hey, we're both the rulers. We can't decide, but we are it. We are your best option because separately we have flaws. Together we are perfect. And it's kind of kind of funny because they have a separation issue where they they leave the room and they become uh, immobile and almost worthless in their individual personalities. Yeah. And what's interesting is when... You make a bet. It doesn't matter what it is. That bet, that ter- that condition follows through. So if no, my, no matter what, if my condition is, you have to lose your memory of this game, what we played, how long we played, all of it for the last twenty four hours. Even if I win, and I win, your memory is wiped. Yep, and if. They actually do that. That's one full episode where the memory, they, they were not playing for memories. They were playing with memories, which was a really interesting and kind of mind-twisting concept. Um, and then they also played for the right to... Like, the guy was like, I'm going to do a test right now. If you lose, you love me unconditionally. And he's like, oh, oh, no, I've made a mistake. I could have just asked for so much more. I had to settle for love. And it's kind of. Yeah. It's and just it's, juvenile it, and hilarious. Yeah, it's a joke because he constantly says he's a virgin and he wants to be fulfilled throughout the whole whole series uh, with <laughs> with uh, yeah. the girl, too. Not with uh, Shiro. Shiro constantly gives him a hard time about it because. She says, you could have just asked asked for this, or you could have just done this, and it would have been fine. Uh, but like, no. You're my sister. Yeah, and, and uh, instead, he, uh, the other main character, Stephanie, or Steph, he wants her to fall in love with him, and that way he can be fulfilled. And so she can't help but be upset about it. So every time she finds him attractive or loves him or something like that, she beats her head against the yeah. desk. Um <laughs> So much blood loss. So much blood loss. The the concepts, though, as a whole, is great in the show. 
anything is bet as long as you consider it to be an equal value. Once you lose it, it is your it is lost. Period. You don't get it back, and it is never considered yours. Correct. Again. Now, if you if you decide to go against these laws, you disappear. Now, they and never they, specify what happens when you go against these laws. They never insinuate. They never talk about it. Really, it's just. You should not do it. And that's it. No. And you haven't seen anyone go against the, the laws or the, the pledges. So there isn't a way to be able to know exactly what's going on. Now, when the whole series is going through and it gets to that final point, he only really, Cheryl and, and Sora only really encompass and take out one race the beast uh, men race and it's kind of because they win and so they're able to get all their human territories back because the foolish king that they took over for kept losing and because he kept coming back and losing and losing because the beast men thought he was you know ridiculous foolish king he was able to find out how to beat him and he wrote it down and he couldn't say anything but it never said anything about telling people after he was dead. Yeah, so, the game that the 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 beastmen play, who and the beastmen are kind of like the final boss of the first series of the first season. Um, they basically play this virtual reality game, and the the their terms for winning is you forget all about the game if you lose. If you win, normally, you normally normally yeah, but because of the fool king, he kept going there and betting stuff they they figured he was a fool so they didn't say anything so he had a very detailed-esque log of what's going on with the game so shiro and sora had a a kind of a leg up going more even standing if you will yeah um but my reasoning for kind of was the sense of the they in order to gain more information and information is according to sora um, they challenged an angel who owned a library that their kingdom once had. And it's kind of cool because in the middle of the game, he's experimenting. The game is basically, let's say I use the word the, or I, I say atom. Now you have to say something. Now anything I say is instantly materialized. So I say apple, let's say apple. The last letter of apple is E. So you have to start something with E. You say elephant. Okay, well, now elephant appears. Well, now my word is T. I have to think of something that starts with T. So I say Tyrannosaurus Rex. And so on and so forth. And all the way through it, it it just escalates further and further and further. And it doesn't have to be any particular, you know, item or beast or creature. It could be places. It could be... Fabrics of reality that are as long as it is real, as long as it's not fictitious, it will come into existence. And so one of the things he did when he was testing it was the very first thir- first thing he had said, hydrogen bomb. <laughs> yeah, and it exploded. Now, the objective is to kill your opponent. Now, your opponent won't actually die, but for the sense of the game, if you die before your opponent dies, your opponent wins even if it is a hair of a second a millisecond difference the difference matters so 
he is able to outwit this individual and win by a fraction of a second. And because of this, not only does he get the library back, but this individual also becomes basically his slave. It kind of, it becomes his loyal, let's say loyal attendant. Well, she calls him master. So we're going to go with slave. She is fully dedicated a hundred percent to them. Is what it okay, is. That, okay, that that is fair. I was gonna say he never recognizes his superiority over over her, but she, yeah, she's like, I was always looking for someone to serve. You're it. Yeah, you're the new guy. So and so that's where that came from. And then he also has a fellow. Um, I forget what they're called. Entman? No, not Entman. Um, what's human? What 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 is the term they use for human? Humanity. Humanity, sorry, yeah. So humanity, humanity. A fellow humanity is also paired with the elves. So when he beats her and is is able to get her on his side, he kind of has the elves and the angels backing him. Because for some strange reason, the elves that he's dealing with and the angels that he's dealing with are super high ranking. It's because of their magic. A lot of weight. The magic. It dictates their rankings. Uh, so the most powerful ones are the old Desus, uh, and then it just goes down all the way through the bottom, and number 16 are the humans, because they have no magic. They're the, considered the weakest. But it's also why they're the strongest, because they have to be wise. They have to be calculating in everything that they do, and that's his whole spiel to the people when he becomes king. Now, when he's ch- challenging the Beastmen and... It's, they find out it's a literal virtual reality video game. They're able through narrowly, but they are able to actually win. And so they get all their territories back. <laughs> and then some. All their territories and, and an alliance, essentially. And, hang on, the alliance doesn't come until the coin toss, which is the last episode. Yeah. So it comes down to a coin toss, and he makes it so that way it stands on edge. And he gives the Beastman a, a ultimatum. We either both win or we both lose. If we both win, we get all your territories and you become a part of us, but you still get the right to self-govern. If we both lose, then obviously none of that happens. And, well, there's no point in having us both lose, so might as well have us both win. We bo- It's a win-win situation. And the kicker, the thing I... I the only only thing I dislike about this anime is the absolute ending because in the original run at the end of the credits, there was a little thing saying, Hey, look for us in the fall of, I want to say like 2018 or something like that. And they removed it. They removed it so hard. It's because they didn't want to continue giving people false hope. So I think this is a great spot to leave a rating, sir. On a scale of zero to five, how would you rate this? 4.9, the highest I can give it. Of course you would. Of course you would. I mean, it's a great anime. It's a fantastic anime. It's a good anime. It's a good anime. I get, you know, so tell me why you uh, decided to go with a 4.9. I give it a 4.9 because it has a really interesting plot and story. And I feel that you can't really have a story stand by itself. The animation goes with it 
it's really, really good. I have yet to see any animation in this series where it looks like the animators took a vacation day or, or took the easy way out. The colors are extremely vibrant. Everything pops. I can pause it almost any, any time and still have 90% of what I'm expecting to see. Whereas with other anime, you, you notice that if you pause, you're like, what is that still? The transitioning here is kind of rough. Um, I like the psychological part of it because you really have to think. He doesn't win. The, the, the characters don't win or lose in conventional means. They, they're very cunning and very calculating and almost magic. You're looking at my right hand, but I'm doing stuff with my left hand. And it's just, I, I'm a huge fan of the genre being sent to another world, the isekai genre, where it's, you're not necessarily overpowered, but you're given the tools to, to forge ahead with your previous memories. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's my take on it. I, don't, I didn't really look at the brother-sister aspect of it. I just... It didn't occur to me, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Man, that stuff got like a sore thumb to me, like right off the bat. I was (laughs) like, wow, this is some next level stuff. All right. Uh, But for me, I got to go with a flat four. And the reason why I go with the flat four is because of the ending. I I dislike the open ending. But the reason why I'm not going lower than a four is because it did give it solid direction. And I could see why they didn't go with a season two, season three, season four, season five. It's because he states several times, we just never have to lose. And what fun would it be to watch a series where you never lose? You always know the outcome. Regardless, this is going to be the outcome. All right, well... Cool. I mean, I guess I can see where you're coming with on that, but wouldn't it be awesome to see him lose only to win? Like he loses the game, but because of a side wager or some of those, he actually comes out on top in a different way. I don't know. Maybe something like that does happen. Maybe that is a very good possibility. But unfortunately, there was only one season. And then with with yeah. the ending of them calling the rank ones, what was the purpose of that? Like, what was the point in that? I, the ending made no se- real sense to me, other than them calling them calling them. I, w- I would love more information. So my speculation, and that's all I have on, is that what would be the ultimate thrill? You just conquered one nation. You're riding the high of a victory. Imagine calling down the god. And, and, and requesting a game from them to get them on your side. And they say, well, I'll accept it under these conditions. You have to go through everyone else in order to get to me because that's the shortcut in the game that, that I, I see, I, I see calling the gods, the number one down being a super shortcut, super cheap, because then you can be like, Hey, gods, bitches go clean up for me. So, I mean, I can see that as being a, a very nice, very solid, hey, this is my final for this kind of arc, if you will. And they just sent me on a quest, a side quest to get back to them. I don't see that ever happening or anything like that. If he's going to challenge him, he's just going to straight up challenge him. Uh, It's not going to be, it's no, it's, it's not. They don't have to accept it. Well, it doesn't matter. He still can challenge him. If they don't accept it, then he can go fine and then be on his way. All right. 
but I didn't like the ending. I thought it was too too pointless and too opening on top of that. Yeah, it, it, did, it, it did feel like having a really nice dinner and then having kind of a lackluster dessert. Exactly. Exactly. So with that, that's why I'm giving it a four. I didn't like the ending. The ending was kind of eh. The whole series was good. It was all right. It was funny. It had its moments. Amazing, I think, is what the word you're looking for. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so, okay, fine. Let me ask this. This is a new question for you. We're moving past what you want to try and salvage. It's four, period, all oh, right? Oh, you're not oh, getting no, the better. No, I'm, I'm okay the with, ending is what I'm it is. The anime, I agree. It was great. The story was good. It had its moments. No, I, I understand that. I, I accept that. I'm not going to try to get you to change today. Uh, but what would you do to improve it if you could? Oh, God, man. I am not a writer, bro. I am here to consume <laughs> it and critique it. All right. If I was a writer, if I could improve it, I guarantee you I would improve it. I mean, like, besides the fact other than, I don't know, give it an ending. I mean, I, again, what would I, I do I to improve keep, it? I give it an ending, that. like give it an actual ending. You want, you want my, you want my improvement? Give it an ending. I want an ending. I don't want that open crap. Give it a decent ending. So, I have a question for you. Now, just, it, this is a thought experiment, if you will. How would you feel if the ending that happened in season one, they actually did give it, but the ending was he lost and their story ended. That would have been an ending. I know, but would would you have would you have been interested? I don't in know. We'll we'll never know because it didn't happen. It's true. Yeah. All right. So it's hypothetical. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Next week is my choice, and we're doing "Darling in the Franks." Ooh, this sounds like a slice of life. It is not. You. What is your obsession with slice of lives? Like <laughs> seriously. It's not me. All right. Yeah. 99% of mine have been random. All right. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, random. Yes. But they, they randomly fall on slice of life. No, it, they don't all fall on a slice of life. You, you keep beating that dead drum, sir. That horse is dead. That drum is gone. Move past it. Move past it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk to me. Well, what's this new one about? They've, it's that's an not a action slice of life. drama mecha romance sci-fi. It's 24 oh, oh, episodes. Yeah. It came out in winter 2018. Mm, okay. 24. Are we going to do the first 12 or are we going to try to bust through the whole We're thing? Busting through the whole thing because it's not two seasons. It's one. Oh, okay. All right. So. So you brought this on because it was random. You said yes. Does it look appealing to you at first glance? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I've I just saw that. I, I, cl I clicked the special link that I have. That's the name that came up. It's 24 episodes long. Cool. Well, that's where we're going with. That's usually how I choose mine. I click a link and there we go. Hey, now we have our next series show. Darling in the Bronx, 24 episodes long, winter 2018, with the genres of action, drama, mecha, romance, and sci-fi. Well. Sounds good. I think uh, that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you reach out to us at the email of featuredanimepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. I'm Rick. And I'm Jack. Later. <laughs> Later. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.